And that's what I think quilting has been able to do for me, is to give me an outlet to express those little beauties, you know, those little things in my spirit that I want to get out. Imagine that feeling could be in an object around your house and you could see it go like, oh, oh, nice, nice, nice. You know, and that's I think what we all try to do when we buy something and put it in our home. That's Diana, teacher, crafter, serene mother of three, and my beloved college roomie. Even back in her wildest days, she possessed a tender heart, impossible patience, and an enduring fondness for fine fabric, nostalgia, and one more cup of coffee. I'm not into quilting, but the blanket she made for my daughter let me know why it's so popular. Every square was a tiny slice of affection sewn together with her signature calm just for me. I'm Amber, and here's Angelica with our weekly chat. Hi, Diana. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for joining us on Chatty Crafties, Mm -hmm. a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. We have just spent a lovely weekend together. Mm -hmm. You're in town from Winnipeg. That's right. So it's quite a jaunt for you to get back to Texas. So it's been awesome catching up, and I'm so glad that you're going to sit down and talk to me about quilting. Yeah. Um. And before we get into that, uh, we're going to do a little weekly inspiration. I'll go first. Um, Right after we got back in town, after our ladies' slumber party, um, Matt and uh, the kids and I went to East, which is like an art tour in Austin, in East Austin in particular. And um, we stopped over at my friend's um, art studio that's nearby. Her name is Yasmin Youssef. And on Instagram, she is the gold current. And I'll probably put a couple of pictures um, on the Chatty Crafties Instagram because I want people to check out her work. Um, But she sets aside time, like, regularly to, like, go and um, explore one theme. So she might have an image process that she uses and she'll just kind of replicate that same... um, color palette or imagery and just go through a series and she'll kind of change that up every year and then she kind of sells them on her East Austin studio tour which is what East stands for so that's kind of what I did kind of at the culmination of this weekend and it was really nice to process all of the fun emotional comfort that I got from being around you and our friends and then see this beautiful art. So that was my weekly inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you? You know, I've been inspired a little bit this weekend, um, seeing you guys again, seeing my friends again, and kind of seeing the little styles that you guys have brought into your homes. I love that you are all still, you know, whether you know it or not, um, projecting your personalities into your homes, but also I guess it clicks with my style too, so I lo- I, I appreciate it. I love it. So I'm like, yeah, wow, they're doing. They're still like really keeping their game going with how <laughs> awesome. they um, beautify their surroundings, right? So it encourages me to just yeah keep doing that and not get lax in that. Mm. Not that it's a not that it's like a responsibility that I have, but like sometimes when you have had things in your home for so long, you don't see them anymore, right? Oh, sure. And so, but when you get fresh eyes on them. Yeah. Oh, that is that's so pretty. And then, oh, um, I wonder how my home would look to you yeah. guys. You know, I wonder if you would be able to see that same exchange there. But yeah, I, I like I love your 
Just little things. Little travel boxes we were talking about that we both like that. We were walking around an antique store earlier today. And so we were kind of looking at little knickknacks, vintage knickknacks. And I would say that is a common thread between our group of friends. That That we appreciate that mm -hmm. type of thing. That nostalgic vintage look. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Well, that's very sweet of you. Um, so we have you here to talk about quilting and you were very like quick to decide that that's what you wanted to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, that's it, my art, um, of the moment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. how long have you been quilting? I have only been quilting for about a year and a half. Mm. Yeah. So it's relatively new, yep. but you yep. have been sewing for as long as I've known you. A little, little, little bit. I wouldn't say that I, um, grew up sewing or... I kind of just thought I always could do it, so I just did it if I had to, you yeah. know? But it's not, I've never really learned how to. If I have a sewing machine and I need to do something with it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of always been the case. I was telling you right before we started recording, you are the first person to kind of teach me how to sew. And I had a pair of pants that were like baggy. Do you remember? It was okay. like black fleece pants, <laughs> and like the thighs were huge for okay, some reason. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to take it in so yeah. they fit better. And you're like, oh, yeah, you just turn them inside out and you just sew. Do it. <laughs> that's kind of what I, yeah, that's my style of sewing, you know, of clothes. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. I thought, I think of it in my head, but let's mm-hmm. just do that and it'll work. And so how do you learn different techniques or problem solve? Uh, thankfully, I have a sewing machine that doesn't give me a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so often nowadays we live in a very, <laughs> in t- like everything is, accessible Mm -hmm. at our fingertips along with the picture of the block or whatever that you want to make often comes the full instructions to Mm -hmm. do it so if we want to do it figure it out we can figure it out yeah so yeah so with quilting everything is out there Hmm. everything is out there and it's all and um, even people take pride in posting full tutorials Mm -hmm. of you know step by step by step and this is how many blocks of this you cut out and this is what you do and Make sure you don't make this mistake like I did, you know, like, so everything is just out there. So, um, I, when I started, how I started was that I never had a really good sewing machine. And so I always kind of, um, this was like the year and a half ago, you know, when Mm -hmm. I got my sewing machine. Um, I, I never had a good sewing machine, but I always had this feeling that, I wanted to get into the sewing arts, I guess, you know, textile arts. Yeah, for sure. And um, then all of a sudden, one day, my stepmom just said, hey, I have this extra sewing machine, and it's a very good one. We use it for classes. She's a very good um, quilter and sewer. And um, so she said, we have this extra sewing machine, and I know you've always wanted one, so here you go. And, like, the minute she gave it to me, it was like an explosion of... I was making pillowcases for every member of my family. I was making um, just like little things here and there, like sewing um, more like clothing and sewing things like that. And then I went uh, to visit a a little, like a 10-year-old, like second cousin of mine. She Uh was 10. And she was loving the sewing machine at that very same time. So she had been sewing for maybe a year. And and I had a little uh, six-month-old baby with me, Violet. We went to visit them in British Columbia, and she made Violet, while I was there that weekend, a little, like, quilt, a little squares quilt. She put together, pieced together these squares, and she put the backing on, and and that she gave so it to her. sweet. <laughs> I know. And, and I was like, 
I really want to do this. <laughs> I've been inspired by a 10-year-old. Yeah. You know? and, and Like if she can do it, I can do well, it. <laughs> well, and just, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. That's awesome. And so I went home and that like the next week I had, I was at the fabric store. I was just um, exploring Pinterest and I was looking up, okay, what is a very doable first trial um, pattern that I can do? So I, I picked one that was just um, w- like what's called half square triangle. So you take a square and cut it in half. Okay. And then you, you sew the halves together. Oh, so two you, different yeah, you sew okay. a seam down the middle of, of two facing squares and then and yeah and then you open them up and you iron them flat and then you've got a, a square made of two um colors gotcha each side. anyway I have just been doing it ever since and I just haven't had a I haven't stopped and I've just loved it loved it and so what I did was I I kind of like googled quilting you know <laughs> how, does quilt? how do you quilt and you know like I said we live in a age where you can find anything you want right and so Pinterest I had never really done a lot of Pinterest but like then it was like Pinterest has everything you know for this type of thing and they have all the tutorials and all the hints and tips and um what to do and um I I wanted to learn from my stepmom Mm -hmm. I thought that that would be a very wonderful experience to have the memories of learning from her and her her with me and teaching me and things like that but she lives about an hour away from me, and she's very busy. She's working, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just never worked out. But I'm like, I wanted, I, I didn't have the patience to wait for her to yeah. eventually come around one day. <laughs> so I just started learning it on my own, and I just got books from the library and, um, like, devoured them all and got ideas. And that and the online tutorials were, were how I taught myself and how I learned. And, and I kind of feel very sad that I wasn't able to have that opportunity. That to, hands-on moment with her, yeah. Like, the, like that's how it should be. If you have a, a skill, like, mm-hmm. you know, you should pass it on with... But, you know, that's just something that I feel important is, like, that quality time with that person, you know. So I hope that I can do that to my children is to... Um, have have times where we work together and do mm-hmm. that. I hope that they don't have to one day learn from from, computer, from the computer from something yeah. that I know full well as their mother. You know, yeah. like yeah, like I should. I really want to pass on personally things that I know to them. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's a different issue <laughs> altogether. <laughs> but it's been very encouraging to me, and like starting out in this field where I feel like there's a lot of ladies who are very very good at it mm-hmm. in my life. Um. They all like they are people I can I show my work to and they are like so um, they supportive. Fall over it, they I'm do sure. and they're so like oh you're just learning so well and you know like little things and that means a lot as um because who honestly who would I talk to about it <laughs> nobody right my kids that's great well, mom you live in, a... in like a little town right no like, not really because you were... but I don't know anyone else like my my peers who do oh, it oh oh gotcha everyone everyone okay honestly is just like oh that's wow that's really good wow I can't believe you do that but that doesn't mean anything to me because they don't like also do it yeah and And so they're break it apart with you but I want somebody who knows um who's better than me to say hmm very good or you know have you tried this or something like that so yeah to not be stagnant and you know yeah it's it's really uh, helpful to have an extra set of eyes to to give criticism and help and 
having a sewing buddy mm-hmm. has been invaluable to me because I don't think I would try certain things if they hadn't just immediately helped me get over, mm-hmm. like you did, like helping me get over that hump of like, oh. what do I, I even do? do? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, we'll try this. So I was showing some of the pictures mm-hmm. of the quilts you yeah. sent to my friend Sarah, mm-hmm. and she was super impressed because mm-hmm. she um, she sews a lot, but a mm-hmm. lot of it is clothing. Yes. She hasn't done a lot yep. of quilts. Yeah. Um, and so some of them seem really complex, the patterns. Mm. Do you have a favorite pattern? Mm. Okay, so to go back, quilting is like a general term, and there's piecing, which oh. is where you cut up the pieces and sew them back together, and that, that's piecing. That's what we're familiar with. Okay. And then there's um, applique, which you cut out a shape, and then you fold the edges over, and then mm-hmm. you sew that shape on on a blank piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. So your design comes from that. And then the third one, I don't know the f- name offhand, but where it's just actually a blank piece of fabric and you you so, you quilt um, it's the stitches the, the, the stitches quilting. make the pattern. Okay. Right? So that's the third kind. So I do actually called piecing and what quilting technically is is the the the, the sewing that attaches all three layers together. Yes. That's called quilting. And that's like an art in its own. Like crazy, crazy wow. You can do amazing Yeah, you can things. do like circles that oh, like go into yeah. themselves. Reeds or like and design. feathers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the quilting itself is just, it's a whole other artwork on top of what you've done piecing. And you can do it yourself or you have, you have to like, when you, when you, when somebody like, um, says this is a quilt that was made by so-and-so, mm-hmm. they, they, uh, you have to mention who quilted it too, right? Cause it's like a whole other art oh. because many times the piecer is not technically a, the quilter. At, oh, uh, right? okay. So for me, I, I piece my top, it's called the quilt top. I piece the quilt top together and then I, I set I give it to this lady she's my quilter my personal quilter and so she has like a special machine yeah. to do all of these patterns. she does it on oh. uh, on a machine yeah and that's what she does for a living and she just she does that all day and and we we talk to her about she talks to the client about what design they want on mm-hmm. it because the design of the quilting can speak absolutely 100% to what the mood is that you want going in that quilt you know mm-hmm. so it's a very big deal to pick your your, your quilting right yeah so, anyway so I I have mostly done a block because I I just I, oh I have this book it's like 501 quilt blocks oh perfect <laughs> yeah and there's lots more out there but I just sometimes I just sit on the couch and I just flip through that book I just oh I love it so much <laughs> I just will look through Oh, that one's so beautiful. Oh, that one's so beautiful. I want to do that one. I want to do that one. So I'll just sit and look at it. So I tend to be drawn to star shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, ones with like, um, yeah, like fanning on, the, fanning on the outsides and very star. I feel like there's very feminine blocks and there's more masculine blocks. Oh. And you really can can work a lot with that. And uh, yeah, for, for some reason, the stars, they really, I love those. those and, and pinwheels. I love stars and pinwheels mm-hmm. so much. I'm making a quilt right now that's like a queen size quilt and it's made up of 50 blocks of like 14 and a half by 14 and a half square. Okay. And I've got to make 50 of them. And then, um, so you could cut that in half and then, and, and put what's called sashing in between each block, which is just a piece of fabric, long rectangular pieces Mm -hmm. of strips of fabric in between and, and space out your quilt that way. And still make it a queen size with doing half the work of all the oh, little sure, sure, sure. blocks and stuff. But but this pattern that I'm doing 
doesn't have that. You attach each block to each block. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what happens, do you ever try to make a pattern yourself, mm. like improvise one, or do you always go off um, of... People do, and I think it's amazing. Um, but honestly, I feel that anything I could try to make has already been done. Mm. The thing that blows my mind too with quilting is that you can have the same pieces, shapes put together. But if you choose to put the dark ones here or the light ones here mm-hmm. or flip-flop that around, it's unrecognizable sometimes that it's the exact same block pattern. Sure. I, I don't make up my own because there is so much out there. If you just reach out your hand a little bit, you think this is like there's so much out there. So you wouldn't make up your own unless you really were intrigued by that. Hmm. But um, unless you wanted that extra challenge. But I often see a picture that I just love so much that I want to do it. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. You might have, you know, a small amount of fabric and you cut it and it's a very directionally oriented fabric. Mm. Do you mind that it's in different directions or do you try Mm. and have them all face the same? Mm -hmm. I I think it's fun to have upside down, things upside down, and things helter-skelter. Mm-hmm. I, I like not to care, not to even look at it. But sometimes you have what's called fussy cutting, which you purposely want that cute little kitty with that rose oh, flower in his sure. mouth. You know, and you just you want to cut that out because you're making quilt for a little girl. So you, you know... You want that little kitty cat in the middle. So then, you know, that's fussy cutting. And I haven't done that yet, but I definitely could see myself doing that one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Is that really like in the book it's called fussy, fussy cutting? cutting mm. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Do you ever find um, a fabric and try to search for a, mm. a block pattern that would accentuate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually on the quest for that right now. I made a quilt for each of my three girls, and the one for my second daughter, I based the whole quilt around this fabric that I found because I felt the fabric was so her. Oh, uh-huh. And it was this beautiful kind of... Um, uh, folksy or uh, yeah dream- daydreamy uh, one with like this unicorn sitting <laughs> by these flowers and so I matched everything to that mm-hmm. one and then found one that worked with it but um, right now I was going to fabric can be very very expensive and that's what's prohibitive about quilting is quilts run hundreds and hundreds of dollars it's an expensive hobby it really is so um, not just the fabric but um all the other materials that go into it. And then on top of that, you send it to the quilter and she's a oh, couple hundred, sure, right? Sure, sure. So um, we have this very, very big fabric store near my house in Winnipeg and um, called Marshall Fabrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they, they have a big clearance section. And it seemed to me that that day they had just like cleared out a bunch of shelves. They got a new shipments and they cleared out a bunch of shelves. So in the clearance were, were these like um, definitely uh, themes, like... Um, lines, lines of fabric, you know, fabric oh, yeah, coming yeah. lines, where right? like multiple um, pieces go together, they all color are wise. meant, yeah, and they're all meant. They're from the same manufacturer. They're all meant to be part of the same series, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, like my heart, like <laughs> burst in my chest, and I can't breathe, and I'm like calm down calm down calm down like it was just so beautiful and I couldn't relax you know like okay picturing you having a panic attack in the fabric (laughs) store (laughs) and I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old with me and they think this fabric store is 
a place to run and run and run. Uh-huh. And the old ladies there, they do not like that. No, they don't. So I have to like pretend that we're playing a game where they have to find the fabric they love and find fun things. And you like, I have to like distract <laughs> them while I'm like, this is so beautiful. I have to, I have to, I have to. And it wasn't, it didn't come up to be a lot of money, but it's like on the spot, you're like, I got to gotta have a project mm-hmm. to do this. I got to plan that project right now because do I buy 10 different kinds of fabric mm-hmm. or six? If I buy six and I need 10, it might not be here when I come totally. back, right? So you're kind of in that. So I quick grab, you know, grab out my phone. I'm like, what have I saved on my, on Pinterest that I love? Do they have, do they have. Oh, um, that's a good the, idea. Do they have the, the like not tutorial, but do they have the materials needed yeah, on yeah, there, yeah. you know? The yards. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I'm like, so, okay, love that one. <laughs> no, it doesn't speak to the fabric. Ah, okay, another one. And I'm like, this is so slow. What is happening? Like, my phone's not working. And then um, I'm like, do they have patterns here? Do they still have patterns? So I'm like running around there to the patterns. And the girl's like, are we leaving? No, we're going back. I'm not done yet. This is <laughs> yeah. like a while, girl. Mommy's working on something. <laughs> I know. So, so I, I ended up, I think I guessed um, eight. I, I got, I got like... Um, Eight um, total yards. Eight, no, no, or no. Eight, eight different, different ones, and then I think I got uh, half yard of each because I, it okay. seems to me that in my experience, you can do a lot with a with a, like a, what's called a fat quarter, which mm-hmm. is a quarter yard, and um, so I got half yard and um, of each of them, and then I thought, okay, that's okay for blocks, if anything, and I'll just fill it in with the with sashing if I need to. So the fabric that I got was just so fun to me, and it was this girly pretty antique um you know um you know like those old dishcloths where ladies have like crocheted cro- at the top oh to no no they've it. embroidered oh, like yeah. sunday and it has like a little kitten mm-hmm. with a bucket yeah. and a duck on it you know <laughs> like yes. like very vintage and very sweet but just so silly and um it's something cutesy, like, like our grandmothers would yeah. have made and that we would have co-opted as our very own as yeah. we were like going into our own homes yeah, as yeah. young adults yeah so i'm thinking like um you know this is just the cutest prettiest thing and and yeah I love I loved the thing. So I, I went and I got um, eight in that line. And I haven't quite. Is it it's one not, of these? It's not. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't made it yet. I haven't even made it. So um, I wanted to express that feeling of that just silliness of that cute, cute. Like, are these women, grown women who have these like silly little hand towels, you know? But they're, they're, they were definitely a thing, you know? And, um, like with, they always have little roses on them, mm-hmm. you know, and in cross stitch, like they're all cross stitched, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm right now on the quest to find the pattern that expresses that oh. to me using that fabric, because I have that thing that I want to, I want to capture that that time period that feel mm-hmm. maybe the worn wornness of it because mm-hmm. they're you know they're used and but also um yeah just the, the beauty and the simplicity of that but yeah they're also it's also playful it's also bright there are you know pinks and yellows and reds and stuff so <clears throat> it, it's a to me it's like a very serious uh thing because i can to find this proper block or to po- find this proper pattern so like I've, 
I have a lot that I think, okay, this is the one. Then I, then I give it a day and I look back at it. No, no, it's not it, not it. But I want each fabric to be able to hold its own and speak for itself. I don't want to smush them all together. They've got to be spaced out enough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I want to blend up with maybe some neutrals. Okay. Because this is like yellow, buttercream yellow fabric with these pretty little roses on it. And one I think has like a little like letter rolled up, like a scroll little rolled oh, up sure, scroll sure, sure. Like with a bow mm -hmm. on it. And then oh one gosh. has like polka dots you know it's so cute so pretty and i i kind of i don't have anyone to give it to and i don't honestly maybe want to give it away i wanted to stay in my home because if i am able to capture that thing that i'm questing for mm -hmm. i don't want to give that you want to up. covet it yeah like enjoy it. i want to look at that and then i want it to um elicit those feelings because i love that i love those pretty things so I almost just want to like put it out on a chair or put it on my bed every morning so I can see it and, and be like, okay, oh I did it. And so that's, that's a bit of pressure too. Like when I get started and I've committed to a pattern and I cut everything up, is it going to be, is it going to indeed be what I'm in the search for? Sure. And you really hope it is because in any case, it's going to be a beautiful blanket and it's going to be pretty and it's going to be sweet. But you're, what I really, really want to do is find some way to express these little like tableaus that I have in my heart, mm. you know, and in my like just in my spirit and my personality. I don't know, right? I, I mean, that's you why we captured what we do. exactly why people make things. Yes. though. there's something, some um, statement, some message yep. that people that's are right. trying to express, yep, and that's it, right. it changes all the time, you know, based on whatever medium it is, or based on the time of the year, or whatever is going through your body, or what it has inspired it, but like there's something that is like bubbling yeah. up inside of you where yeah. it's like, yes, this needs to get out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I know. Share it. And not even that I need to do it for other people, but to me, it's so satisfying yeah. to, to have a, an expression, a tangible expression of that. Right. And I think maybe I, cause I haven't really been around arty people that I, that I get so excited. I don't know. This subject hasn't been kind of worn, worn out to me because huh, I don't, yeah. I haven't really talked to like, like this to anyone and at all. It's always just been like thoughts in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a real thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> like <laughs> you saying that, like it's, oh, I feel a real thing. And I, other people share this feeling, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a universal I think it is very feeling. common. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't had anyone really to talk about it with. That's so, so lovely that yeah. you found it with quilting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever um, tried with other artistic mediums and yeah. it not quite felt the same way? Or I tried, I, I've... I went, like, I've done um, a couple years of card making, mm -hmm. and that might sound kind of silly, but, like, there's a lot out there for card making right now, too. It's very much a thing. So um, you can have any sort of personality come out in, in cards, I feel. And so that was just a way to put colors and textures and patterns together as well. It's similar it's to very, quilting. It is, in in that sense, right? Yeah. So I I think that I was, was like, oh, I really like this, and I and, and honestly, I would make a card and be like, ah, no, didn't quite do it. It's a mm -hmm. decent card. I'll give it away. But it didn't quite <laughs> capture something. But some cards, I'm like, that's it. That is yeah. what I wanted to say in my, like, I, oh, I love that. Like, that is exactly right. So I, I kind of maybe found it first in card making. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, like, I've crocheted, uh, like, since, yeah, like, since a young teen and stuff. And I think I've always loved the textile arts. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I, I kind of think that um, I can't really draw. 
I love, I love and appreciate um, visual arts of painting mm-hmm. and sketching and mm-hmm. all that. But I can't really do it. That's not a skill that I have. So something about fabrics and things like that, I am able to manipulate them yep. properly and do it well. I wouldn't say that it's something that um, it, uh, p- some people could not do. I think that anyone can quilt. Yeah. I don't think it's uh doesn't have, like I do think sketching and, and painting has to be sort of a talent that not everyone possesses, right? But I think anyone could actually quilt. But... It does take a lot of patience and um, diligence in that you can't um, be laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. You have to be super exacting every step of the way, but have the grace to let it go at the end. If it hasn't come out properly at the end, you have to let it go. I feel like that is so much your personality. <laughs> <laughs> You're very diligent along the way. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if it doesn't work out, okay, well, that's yeah. fine. I'll move on. You've got to let it go. Tried. With my queen size quilt that I'm doing right now, I calculate it's going to be about an 80 hour, right? And so if you're not happy with that, that's a lot of wasted time, right? Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm making it um, for a friend and she's paying for all the materials. Oh. So that, that's nice too. Though. So do you get people asking for quilts or no, do you give them as gifts? M- this is my first one. Like she's not paying me to do it. She's mm-hmm. just buying the materials and stuff. And, and I don't think you could honestly make a living off of it. It's just too expensive, right? Like let's right. say I got a living wage for 80 hours like that. Nobody wants to pay that on top of materials and stuff. Sure, so. yeah. People who do do this for a living, they're like, you do need to ask for a, a living wage because you're you're jeopardizing all those who do do this for a living. Mm. You can't be going for $5 an hour and then how are we expected to ask, you know, Right, because people wage. don't understand the pricing for it. They know how much like a blanket is in a store yeah, from yeah, a department yeah. store or Target or whatever, yeah, but um, yeah. having a, a human make it yeah. at a normal pace. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I mean, that's like art in general people mm-hmm. think like oh you do this all the time you can do it faster than most people <laughs> like it shouldn't cost mm-hmm. no no artists need to get paid for their work mm-hmm. yeah. so i have a couple technical questions for you um what machine do you use right now uh, i have a faf sewing oh, machine okay. yeah it's called a verimatic but i i think that i, I might be from the 90s it's mm-hmm. not a very um modern one yeah but it does its job cool no no frills i like that yeah so do you hand stitch any part of it or just the binding um just the binding because you send it out to be quilted yep um when do you make time for it Mm. i have i have the luxury of being home most days of the week with my with two of my girls and so i kind of do about an hour a day not on the weekends, but an hour every weekday. And it's kind of part of the routine. You know, I, I have my coffee and, and I'm like, all right, girls, let's go downstairs. <laughs> um, yeah, I sit down and I do the next step. Because like I said, we I do, um, like right now I'm working on 50 blocks. So I kind of, uh, each block is about an hour. Okay. And I so I sort of get it ready the day before that I work on a block and then so I get I do it all I do my block then I turn off my sewing machine and I'm done for the day and I prep for the get get my squares all ready for the next day oh gotcha and so um yeah that's what I do now so I kind it's just part of really my day routine that that I have an hour for that 
And nice. that at that time, I you know I listened to a lot of audiobooks and mm-hmm. saw music and and things like that. And the girls say they do. They know it and they they play around me. So they're always there when I'm doing it. They know they know what I do and um, they they just do their own thing. Uh, you know, I have a I have a nice setup in my basement. I have a very nice like shelves on one side desk and shelves all around me like a little nook and so you'll send a picture of your workspace yeah right? yeah and um and an ironing board you definitely you need an you ironing need board an and a good board. iron you know and so um I, I'm able to spread out I have a good mm-hmm. big space and so the girls are always down in the basement with me and in the basement always has their toys and playroom area so so they can entertain themselves while I do that oh so, cool yeah so I really hope that one day they when they're old enough we can start with like little projects and stuff mm-hmm. and, and I kind of think I hope out of three girls I hope that I get one that is <laughs> wants to do this you know because oh I have such sometimes I just also get super duper excited thinking about teaching children how to quilt <laughs> like yeah. but I think like 10 to 12 to 13 is like the ideal age for that and so I'm like oh I want to have like like, can I, like, have one of my friends' girls, like, can I just teach him, like, do a project to them? See if it ignites an interest in that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just think, yeah, getting a, a child who would be interested in it and put in the emotional effort and everything like that, oh, I would love that so much. So I do hope that one of my girls wants to, and I don't want to force that on them, but if that is something that they would like to do, I'd love to do it. Now they kind of play sewing. So they they, oh. they take their, their like dress up clothes and they have to get ready for a fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a mix of their world and shows that they've seen or whatever. And so they have to get ready for the fashion shows. They have to make a bunch of outfits and then they they put them on the sewing machine and they, they go up, down and around it, you know, and they pretend they're sewing and they cut it with my rotary cutter and um, then they put on their outfits and I'm like did you make that <laughs> yes I did and you know so that they they are now like they're they notice the machine <laughs> yeah good yeah oh man what kind of batting do you use I I like um cotton shrinks so if you get 100% cotton you'll get a lot of scrunching in mm-hmm. your in your quilt when you wash it so I like a good mix of polyester in there. Oh, okay. So I think the last, the quilt that I am making now, I think I bought a 70-30 blend, 70% mm-hmm. cotton, 30% polyester. And so it will shrink a bit and give you sort of that nice quilty look, but but um, I want to not make that too much or else you're, um, it does affect it in my opinion. The, it scrunches everything up. So batting, I, you can buy it by the roll, by the size, and then just uh, put it together. Like if I buy two big long strips, I can sew it down the middle and then attach them, you know, oh. make two sizes. Or you can buy it pre-sized for a queen size right. bed. But yeah, but then they also put a, a size, um, you've got to just check because not all quilts are the same size, no matter oh. if they're a queen, right? Like you can be off like five inches on each side, right? And still be a queen size blanket and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now that you say that, I do need to, I need to double check that I, because I just ordered my batting like pre-sized and I didn't double check, check what the inches were. <laughs> but I could add, I could add a little bit on the edges. It'd be a lot of work, but it's not the end of the world. You know? <laughs> I love that attitude. <laughs> and so my backing, I just, um, I, I like, um, 
yeah, you can get a, a like a solid backing or another pattern backing that um, accents the the top, and uh -huh. yeah, you can do so much. And people are even making their backing another art altogether. Like people are putting designs in strips, like putting lots of strips in their backing and like uh -huh. whatever. Wow, so much. So, what kind of backing have you done thus far? Single fabric backing because uh, of the work what, that goes into it or um some have been single but then sometimes I'm like oh because I'm I'm using a lot from my stash I'm uh -huh. like oh I'm short like a big strip and so then you just get a matching fabric and put a panel in there and it looks like you meant to do it you know uh -huh. so I've done both yeah because like there's a certain size roll of fabric so you can't quite get like a queen size no piece so of... you'll do like let's say if you just wanted one you just do like two or three strips and you'll sew them together okay yeah you'll you'll piece them together or attach them but you yeah and but in between you could put another fabric too but hmm. yeah what goes through your mind when you're sewing are you just kind of figuring out where all the pieces go or once you already know the blocking pattern are you is your brain just yeah empty? it's a, um so it's a lot of um just steps that you have done many 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 times it's repetitive steps mm -hmm. right but yet every time you put those two pieces of fabric together and put them under the foot of the sewing machine like you're on, you have to do it just right. Mm -hmm. So you kind of are phoning it in because you've done it so much, but at the same time, you have to be very, your eyes can't, you can't zone out. You've got to be on mm -hmm. and um, and be willing to take it apart and seam rip it out mm -hmm. and just do it again if it doesn't work. So when I got into quilting, like I said, I just was kind of like, I want to do this. I don't have time to wait for you guys to show me. I'm going to learn it myself. And so I learned how to do an easy block, and then I made it. And I, I was like, but surely I couldn't do the next step. I can do this, but way out of my league to do this next step. But let me just try. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was pretty easy. I did that. Okay, that worked out. Okay, but now you cannot tell me that I could possibly <laughs> put uh, find a backing, like backing. No, no, I can't find Okay, I did that. Did I just do, did I just do that? <laughs> did I just make a quilt? <laughs> did I? Okay, now you have to find binding and make binding. So so like yeah, you make two and a half inch strips. Mm -hmm. You cut really long two and a half inch strips and then you you, you sew, sew them together them at an angle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At an angle and then you you get them really long enough. And then you I couldn't do that though. Like that's that's too much. Oh, wait a minute. I just did, you know? <laughs> and then like, okay, okay, last step. I definitely can't attach my binding and have it look good, but I did it. And then I'm like to my husband like, "Nathan, I just did this. Like, I can't believe that I could do this. Like these this thing that I looked up to so much mm -hmm. was doable to me." And then I felt so empowered oh, by good. that. I think quilting has just absolutely empowered me to say, what else? If I thought that I could never do this and I did it step by step and I did it well and I did it all by myself, what else? What else am I thinking that I can't take on that I could actually do? And I, and I, I, yeah, I want to say that, yes, it has permeated into other aspects of my life. And I, I do, I do think it just, it's come at a really good time for me that I feel just really 
Um, and yeah, empowered is the right word for I that. And it came, that. it came through quilting. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I've always, there's, there's, like I said before, there's a lot of quilters in my life. Like my grandma's an amazing quilter, insane quilter. And then my stepmom and, um, a lot of the older generation I feel are, have that where I live. A mm-hmm. lot of like, um. Well, it's cold up there. You need some blankets. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else that I, I like that quilting allows is that um i feel that the what you're doing at the end what you're creating at the end this big piece of this object that you've made right and you've put time and you've put money into is a um needed useful item that you have put out in the world that is taking up closet space that is in your house you know right and so i feel that when i was doing a lot of crocheting which i loved I, the only thing I can do is like, oh, somebody's birthday is coming. I'll make them a scarf. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. You know that we have actually really nice fabrics nowadays and nobody wants a knitted or crocheted scarf. They're not as warm and comfortable as fleece or whatever, you know, especially for kids and stuff like there, you know, like, um, I, I, I felt very quickly that crocheting was kind of more of a burden on people (laughs) when they receive something, you know, there's not a... Like it's charming and nice, but it's not as practical to get something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was really finding it hard to find a purpose to my crocheting other than just doing it. And then, yeah, and then at the same time, you're putting in time and money too if you get a nice wool maybe or something. So um, I I really gave up for years and years and years ever doing something like that because I I didn't have a reason to, Mm -hmm. you know. And then... um, yeah, so I think cards was nice because cards, there's always a reason that somebody wants a card or needs a card. Things always come up for that. But then it just, yeah, I moved on to quilting. So mm-hmm. you like making birthday presents and Christmas presents. You like the act of making mm-hmm. a present for someone, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. There's something very special about it instead of, oh, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with getting stuff on your registry if you, like, need certain <laughs> yeah. things for a baby. Yeah. Um, but I always make a baby blanket mm-hmm. for for new babies. Like, yeah. I just, I have to. I have yeah. to be like, here's something I made for your mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. and I want you to keep it <laughs> mm-hmm. for yeah. eternity. Yeah. <laughs> they better hold on to it and give I it to know. their kids. That's hard. <laughs> it's, um, it's something that I feel like, people hold on to more instead of like, all right, we've used up these things now that Mm -hmm. the kid has outgrown it. We're going to give it to the next person, which is great. I love hand-me-downs. But there's something about a blanket that is made for that person, Mm -hmm. for that child that feels um, just personal that they want to hold on to it. Like you don't, like when you're stuffing that bag of hand-me-downs, the blanket doesn't make its way in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll find something for it. We'll find it. It'll be in the car. It'll keep you warm when you're driving. Yeah. (laughs) Play with it later. Yeah. Put it on the end of your bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Mm. if you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity, what would your title be? I would call myself the Questing Quilter. I love it. I love it. And why is that? I think I'm always on the quest to express that, um, that little feeling, that little era, that little mood inside of me through the art of quilting. I'm all, yeah, always on that quest. That's perfect. Well, thank you, Diana. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And thanks to our listeners. We hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. Thank you.
Diana's handiwork can be seen at chattycrafties.com, where there's always more behind every episode. Find more original music by Berm and Swale on Facebook. Then do take the time to drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by me, Amber Moreno, and hosted by my crafty comrade, Angelica Norton, right here at Open Envelope Studio. This has been my last episode as producer for our little show, and I sure feel proud to have been a part of it. Everyone's stories have been such an inspiration and a reminder to get off the couch and do something worth sharing. So, thanks for listening, and please, pretty, pretty, pretty please, go make some art.